Abandoned oil and gas wells dot our province, and there's been a lot of talk about them lately. Um, There are thousands of them, a lot, and it's a problem that seems to be getting bigger. A new report from the University of Calgary says those wells are putting an unfair burden on landowners and taxpayers. Brayden Larson is a research associate at the University of Calgary. He's worked on this study, and he joins us now to give us a little more insight and detail onto what he's found out. Um, Brayden, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we know there's a lot of these wells, but you took a look at it. And uh, just how big of an issue are we talking about in Alberta? There's thousands of these, right? Yeah. So in Alberta right now, there are 97,000 inactive wells and another 71,000 wells that are abandoned and have yet to be reclaimed so that the land is back to its previous use. Um, and that's the issue. That is the issue, right, is in terms of returning this land back to the way it was before the wells. That's just not happening. How many wells like that are there in the province of Alberta? Uh, so, yeah, so the number of wells that have been abandoned, so the wells that have been um, uh, sealed down hole and the stuff off the surface has been removed, there are 71,000 of those wells that are sitting and waiting to be uh, the land for it to be reclaimed from okay. the well site. Now, we have a framework in our province, right, where the company, you know, it, it's polluter pay system. The companies are supposed to be the ones responsible for getting it back to the way it was, correct? Yes. They don't, though, in many, many cases, right? Uh, yes, and part of that is um, the current economic issues with the oil and gas industry and the low oil prices. Uh, the cost for well abandonment is a significant cost. According to the AER, uh, well abandonment can cost anywhere up to $134,000. So for companies that are near insolvency, it's a large uh, expense that could put them into bankruptcy to close a single well. And some of these companies that started these wells are no longer, they've all, they're already insolvent, right? So there, there's no recourse there. Uh, there is some recourse. Those wells go to the Orphan Well Association, yeah. which is a government body, and uh, that's how those wells would get uh, closed. I believe 54,000 of the 97,000 inactive wells are orphan wells. Now, obviously, in these situations, it falls unfairly to the landowner, correct? Basically, the person who has the well on their land is left with the mess or, or the cost of cleanup or, or trying to get somebody to clean it up. Basically, it becomes the landowner's problem in many, many cases. Yeah, so private landowners, they're required by law to allow oil and gas operators onto their land for exploration and development activities. So, uh, And their promises that they'll be made uh, whole through financial compensation and through uh, the land being returned to them to its original capacity after reclamation. So the landowners are experiencing burdens of having unpaid compensation or reduced compensation that shouldn't be happening or... Uh, administrative burdens, and sometimes these wells are high risk of contamination. So, you know, what what is the process? I imagine it's not an easy thing. You don't just pick up the phone and say, hey, I've got a well here that needs to be dealt with. I imagine it's just a really onerous try and process to try and get any sort of, you know, progress on an abandoned well. Yeah, the process for the most part goes through the AER. Uh, there's not much uh, redress or remedy that the a landowner can go through, they can essentially go to the AER and ask for an order to comply to give to the company, or they can go to the Surface Rights Board to try and get some uh, mediation. Um, 
Now, the government policy, I checked out the government website around this. There is a whole section to tell you all kinds of things, and millions of dollars have been spent on it. So are these programs not helping things? I mean, is it not making it better for the landowner? But of course, then it shifts the burden to the taxpayer. But is it helping the landowner somewhat? It is helping the landowner somewhat. Um, it is getting wells cleaned up quicker. But in some cases, too, uh, policies and initiatives like area-based closure, they look to be more efficient, which means... Uh, using less money for to clean up more wells and in some cases that means that some individuals may have to wait longer for their wells to be cleaned up if they're not in a area-based closure region now are there instances where we're seeing oil and gas companies produce these wells they're still going everything's fine uh, they're still in business uh, reporting profits whatever the case may be and they're just ignoring it i mean are there are there instances where people are just not doing what they're supposed to do even though they are capable of doing it I can't say based off of the data that we have, actually. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Um, when we talk about this, you know, as we say, we, it's something that governments have started to pay attention to, and there are programs, and, you know, a lot of them say that they're really good for employment and things like that. Do we anticipate this getting better with the attention that's been added to it? Um, is this something you think we'll make some progress on? Uh, we can make progress, but it, there needs to be more that needs to be done uh, to make sure that the progress... Uh, ramps up. The, right now, the AER is expecting another 6,000 wells over this year to become inactive. So the inventory of inactive wells is going to grow yeah. over time. Uh, some additional policy measures on top of the cleanup funding that we've seen uh, from the federal government can help, as such as putting in uh, closure timelines that would help uh, us get a better idea of when wells should be shut down what and about en- reclaimed. Yeah, what about enforcement in terms of we won't grant any other leases if you have a history of not handling your previous leases the right way? Are there, are there other policy measures that could possibly be considered here? Uh, for sure. So the one that I had mentioned is uh, closure timelines. Because of the high cost, it would allow companies to prepare for a large legislated closure expense, and it would still give a little bit of a lighter hand and not put companies potentially into bankruptcy. Uh, another one, another policy is giving uh, incentives to some of these companies yeah. for closure, reducing maybe or giving them a tax credit or something along those lines. Hey, Braden, we got a question from a listener. I don't know if you can answer it or not, but it's interesting. What, what is involved in cleaning up? You say it's, you know, it can be $100,000 and more in some cases. What exactly is involved in terms of, you know, getting this land back to what it was before? Can it vary? Is it different or is it the same system every time? It can. It changes depending on the type of well and where the well is located. Okay. So, um, generally, abandonment activities so uh, are getting everything off of the surface level, including the wellhead, any uh, chemical uh, huts or uh, pipeline that's above ground, and then cutting the well down hole and cementing it off. And then once that is complete, the reclamation process is essentially returning the land to its previous capacity. So putting on new soil, uh, making it fit to the surrounding terrain, those kind of things. Okay, interesting discussion. Thanks so much for joining us, Braden. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. That's Braden Larson, who is a research associate at the University of Calgary, working on a study into just what's going on with abandoned and orphan wells 